Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Last First Date Radio. Really glad to have you here today, and I am honored to have a special guest. Uh, His name is Rashid Amini, and he is going to be speaking about the Love Algorithm, which is a brand new app, um, and it's a revolutionary way to find love. So we're going to be speaking about that in just a few minutes. And as a dating coach, I specialize in helping women date as the high-value women that they are in every other part of their lives. Um, And I also help men, um, and I I do believe that when we know our true value and our true worth, we attract our most aligned partner. And often knowing our value is also not enough because we are so close to the dating process that we don't often see the things that we say or do that may be broadcasting messages that we are not intending. So, for example... um, I have many successful women in my practice who are incredibly successful at work, and they tend to bring the same energy that they bring to their successful work life into their dating life. And uh, just today I had a client who sends emails to a couple of men, and basically she's asking them out on the first email, and she's not intending to be the aggressor, but she's attracted men in the past who were a bit passive. And so if you want to change the dynamic of who you attract into your life, you have to look at the messages that you're broadcasting. So if you're doing the asking out and you're doing all the aggressive behaviors as a woman, you're probably going to attract somebody who's more passive. And if you like that, then that's great. But if you want to have a different kind of man show up in your life, then you're going to have to bring out more of the qualities that that man is going to be attracted to. And that means not taking over in the dating department and making all the first moves. Anyway, there are some common mistakes that we all make, and this goes for men and women. And that's why I created a free guide to help you to do better when you know better. And I would love to give you that co- a copy of the free guide, and it's available on my website. If you go to lastfirstdate.com, you can sign up on my homepage. And uh, I also want to invite any women in the group who are over 40 and single to join my Facebook group. It's called Your Last First Date. So you go to Facebook groups, and then you enter Your Last First Date, and you'll be able to find it and I will approve your application to get in um, because I want people to have a safe place to go to be able to get solid advice, not the advice that your girlfriends may give you, but advice that is solid and sound and logical and has your best interest in mind because I want everyone to go on their last first date. Last First Date Radio is proud to be sponsored by Audible.com foremost leader in in auto, in auto, bleh, in in uh god I'm totally losing my words here. 
um, in in audiobooks. That's the word I'm looking for. They have over 180,000 titles that you can choose from, and audiobooks are so fabulous. So if you haven't tried it yet, go to audible.com forward slash last first date and grab a copy uh, because uh, you can get a free copy of a free book and you will be enrolled in one free month, one free trial month. So it's last first date, audible.com forward slash last first date. And now I'd like to introduce my guest for today. His name is Rashid Amini. He's a former NASA Jet Propulsion Lab Systems Engineer, and he has developed Nanaya. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly. I'll ask him in a minute. It's a groundbreaking new app, and it can help people gain insight into their love lives. Nanaya has participants answer a series of questions, and then the app provides a report, and it makes suggestions and provides information to the person, kind of like what I do in in coaching, um, helping make suggestions to people. So this is not just another online dating or matchmaking program. It's a carefully designed app that uses algorithms to predict, predict your odds of finding love, where and when it will happen, the best time to settle down, and more. So join us as Rashid discusses this new revolutionary way to find love. Will it work better than online dating? Let's find out. Welcome to the show, Rashid. Hey. (laughs) Hi. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for being on the show. This is an interesting app, and I certainly have seen... um, I've seen all tons of apps. There's so many available that are online dating apps, but this one is a little different. So, can you tell us a little bit more? And was I pronouncing it correctly? Uh, so, you know, there is no formal pronunciation, but I typically go with uh, Nanaya. Okay. Yeah. So, indeed, it is different from online dating. So, you know, me personally, you know, I've had experience on things like OkCupid, Tinder. And when you go on to online dating, uh, what you're really doing is you're creating a profile of this person that you expect to be attractive to the people you're attracted to. You're putting up sort of this false face in a way to find, uh, you know, dates and uh, possibly romance. But this is a pretty different experience where there's no profiles, there's no online dating. In a sense, I like to think it's like looking into a mirror. So when you answer all of these questions, uh, part of them are, you know, sort of basic, What are how do you interact when you're at work with your friends, but also to probe what you want for your life and what you want for your future. And when you do this, uh, you know, there's no reason to try to pretend to be someone else. And all these inputs go into the algorithm that then predict based on all the things that you're currently valuing in your life plans, what your future might look like. Uh, so in a way, I want people to be honest with themselves in terms of what their life goals and priorities are. Uh, just as the sentiments you expressed at the very beginning, I, I completely agree with. If you know who you are and what you want, you know, for, as yourself and romance and relationships, that's really the key to unlocking how to be happy in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this just got released like a month ago, right? Um, on Valentine's Day. Right. So I actually tried to fill it out, and there was a glitch um, <laughs> It kept asking oh, me for no. my zip code like a hundred times, so oh, <laughs> I no. meant to write to you. But I, yeah, I, I was really curious about this. 
Well, you know, we're certainly, a, you know, right now we're currently in beta. Uh, it's a shame that you mm-hmm. ran into that. Uh, but, you know, um, we've had since uh, Valentine's Day about 150,000 people around the world um, sign up and use Nanaya. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that was a pretty small glitch we can handle. But um, Yeah. No, I'd like to go back yeah. and revisit it because um, I am curious. Um, so are you finding, first of all, is the age demographic – on the younger side, like what is what is the average age um, in the 150,000 that you've had sign up already? Um, so right now it is pretty much uh, the group from 25 to 32 years old is the most represented group. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I came up with this, you know, I just turned 30 about a month ago. Uh, this actually came from a, a suggestion of a then girlfriend and when she was 26. You know, people have been growing up with these expectations of like, oh, I want to get married, settle down, but maybe deep down they don't really feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. So I think when this was designed, it was based on my personal experiences and the experiences of friends uh, to really aim toward this uh, younger demographic. But at the same time, you know, I, I think this appeals to everyone, uh, especially if you're single or even in a relationship. Um, so most of the algorithm is for romance. But for people who are, say, going to move cities or to have a major change in their life, uh, you know, when people are 35 to, you know, maybe 45 changing careers, we provide suggestions on how to meet new friends and to uh, maybe, you know, go to a different city and travel to different places where you may have uh, better connections with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that comes up a lot where people say, well, there isn't somebody in my city. I think I think part of part of dating success is knowing who you are, knowing what you want, and then putting yourself in front of those people. Um, <clears throat> so same with business. You know, If you know who you are in business and who your ideal clients are, you've got to get yourself out in front of those clients. Otherwise, you will not succeed at business. So to me, it's not that different. Oh, no, not at all. You know, certainly the stakes are a bit different. And, you know, so we do all of the modeling and the algorithm, you know, it's coming from my experience in NASA JPL, but, you know, this sort of algorithm is used in finance as well for essentially trading um, stochastic options is what it's technically called. Um, so what we're doing is reducing this, you know, very difficult. And I would even say a almost incalculable problem of what it means for people to actually be attracted to be satisfied in relationships and putting it in these sort of economic terms to come up with a numerical answer. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, the difficulty isn't necessarily in doing that. But you know, when you come up with all these numbers, I mean, they're supposed to reflect our lives and what they mean. So it's in their interpretation and understanding what the numbers mean for every person uniquely. And I would say that's probably one of the most challenging things that we had to do was how to make these numbers meaningful to everyone. Mm-hmm. So. Um... So before we get into a little bit more about the um about the app um about Nanaya um I'm just curious about you and how you went from working for NASA and, and getting a PhD in astrophysics to developing this love algorithm. So I mean, you know, you can imagine it starts with a personal romantic story. Um I had been in a relationship for about 2 years when my then girlfriend had wanted to break up for reasons that she herself didn't know. It was just sort of a feeling. 
and she was just trying to find rationalizations and explanations for why this might be the case. And she suggested that she wanted to do a cost-benefit analysis of our relationship. Um, you know, my first reaction was, you know, the silliest thing I've ever heard. Uh, you know, I'm probably more of a romantic uh, person acting on passion than, you know, the numbers, the stuff that I do at work. So, but at the same time, you know, I was thinking, huh, that is an interesting problem. I, I bet I could probably answer it. Uh, so I just applied all the things that I had done at work um, to romance, and that's how the idea came up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I've been working on my Ph.D., and I'll be heading back to JPL when I'm done uh, regardless. But, you know, I'm just the sort of person who likes to, um, you know, encounter a difficult problem and solve it just for fun. Mm-hmm. So did this help you in your own uh, understanding of yourself and your romantic life? Um. So the development of the algorithm itself, um, I think it definitely played a part in forcing me to hit the books in a sense. I had never taken a formal course in psychology, uh, but at the same time, I, when I realized this is something that I want to solve, it's impossible to go to this new field that you've never been a part of and to really understand it without actually doing your homework. Uh, so I went and read quite a bit on the psychology of long-term relationships and um, dating and romance to understand really how an algorithm like this should work. Because again, you can come up with all the numbers and equations you want, but unless they meaningfully reflect the reality of human behavior, it's not going to mean very much. And even in the mm-hmm. course of doing that, you know, I reflect on my old past relationships in general and I think, huh, you know, maybe I could have done this differently. Maybe this is what that person meant when they acted this sort of way. Uh, so, you know, I think definitely hitting the books in psychology helps you know yourself and, uh, uh, gives you an opportunity to reflect on, you know, how you might want to change the things you've done in the past for the future, not to mention mm-hmm. building an algorithm. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I think that anybody who takes the time to really understand themselves um, has a much better chance of doing better in life. And, you know, it's it's very hard to see our own patterns and, there are patterns, you know, I hear a client talking, I can immediately see the things that they can't see because I'm standing outside of their lives. And so I also understand psychology and, and how romance works and how we attach and all those things, which are really fascinating. But um, And they do color what we do and how we, you know, why we do it. So it's good that you did do this research. Um, so... So do you think so? It was the hardest part about designing the log algorithm the fact that you had to do this research in about romance was that was that the most challenging part? Oh, I would say that was probably one of the most fun parts of it, actually. Uh, you know, because for me, I always had a fascination, but it's just simply an issue of, you know, if you're busy working in the sciences, you got your head in a different set of books. Uh, so for me, it was just a great opportunity to um, really read up on things that I had been meaning to do for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, especially with something like psychology, something like romance, it is universal. It's something that, you know, all of us, you know, hopefully have a, a, an opportunity to really experience. So in reading about it, um, it really does uh, speak. You can try to really project your own experiences onto what you read to see where it really fits in to this bigger picture of, well, you may not have known about how people interact romantically. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. go through the motions, you learn how to date when you're younger, uh, and you know, how you 
changes based on your experiences. But again, when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to see the patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, you know, the two hard to, Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask if you've shifted some of your behaviors and have you seen results? Um, I'd probably say I've been far too busy working to uh, give dating much of a chance in the past year or two. I think PhDs have a great way of doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So what was the hardest part about designing the love algorithm? Um, Well, the hardest part I'd say is, you know, again, you know, I'm coming from a place where, you know, I look at charts and tables all day and I try to, you know, give my best analysis based on the whatever experience I have in the fields. Now, the difficulty is so we have this algorithm. It doesn't really know who you are. So we have to come up with a set of questions that can inform the algorithm that make it accurate. But the problem is when you have it really accurate, you're going to have a 1,000 questions that no one's going to want to do. So mm-hmm. I can ask about how you exactly feel about your workplace or um, you know, when you go out into the city, what specific places do you go to? And each one actually can change the algorithm a little bit, but not everyone's going to want to do that. So the challenge was getting the right set of questions that uh, conforms to a user's life that can really uh, inform the algorithm well without really making it like a one-hour procedure. Uh, so when I had this prototype, and this would be the second hardest part, you know, I sat across the table from someone almost as though I was a therapist to really understand how people interacted with their different communities and how they felt about their partner. And I was able to take all of these subjective responses from um, the people who were the prototype users and try to do an apples to apples with what I think the algorithm takes in. But moving from this um, prototype to this online app version, which uses our database to handle everything, it was a bit of a challenge because I'm not going to be able to ask personal questions, you know, one-on-one with every user. Uh, So I have to come up with a way that we can universally try to understand what a person's life is actually like and then provide results that respond to that user just from the numbers alone. And and that was a bit of a challenge. And, and, you know, I don't know Mm -hmm. if we're really all the way there yet. It's still a beta. But I think with the amount of information that we're getting in, we should be able to really hone in on this um, when we do transition to the full product. Hmm. Yeah, I can see where you can't can't speak to every single person in the same personal way. Um, In fact, I was just filling out a survey after I attended a conference, and one of the questions offered me a multiple choice, and none of them applied, and it didn't give me another option. So I had to choose from three unviable options, um, which I don't I don't like those kinds of questions, you know, and it's maybe it appealed to some people, um, but for me it didn't didn't work at all. So you know, I think we are all similar in certain ways, and we're also different in many ways. And um, I guess the trick is to find enough similarities that it'll reach the masses. Right, and that's just a tricky problem to try to solve. And, you know, I I think we did a pretty reasonable job, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, you know, no doubt there are going to be people who, you know, unfortunately like you in that case, I would imagine would fall through the cracks. Um, Mm -hmm. And the most we can do is just try our best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I speak in front of a lot of people, and 
you're going to definitely not speak to every single person in the room, but you try. You know, you try to not not use absolutes, and you know, and there are ways to to reach more people. So, you know, no matter what it is that you're doing, I think that you you do try to reach people in in the best way possible. Um, so, let's talk about once somebody fills out the questionnaire and you're you're offering some feedback to people about things that they can change, correct? Yes. So what kinds of things? Give me give us some examples. You gave one before about maybe moving or um so what kinds of things would you recommend based on the questionnaire? Uh so there are there's one specific page um called what now? So uh, it's a six-page report, and on the page before we have what's called the love cast, uh, sort of like a forecast for love. And we outline the odds of finding love in time. Um, and I use love in a very loose sense. Um, mathematically, it's someone that we think you'd be compatible with. Uh, we also outline the different communities. Um, so this would be religious groups, activity groups, career paths, locations where you're um, first, most likely to find someone that you would match with, but also the other side of the coin, the groups that are on average looking for someone most like you. Mm-hmm. Now, with the odds of finding love in time and knowing all these other things from the questions, we have the second page, which is what now, which, you know, you can take all that information from the love cast and go like, okay, this information is cool but or interesting or confusing, but you know, what does it even mean for me? And what now tries to break it down into these concrete points of this is how you can beat the odds that we've predicted. Uh, So it has two parts. Uh, The first part is we do all this uh, mathematical modeling to determine how you interact with the the different groups you're a part of. And, you know, if you tell me you work 80 hours a week, that means you're not spending as much time with your friends. So we use our data mining to determine which communities are the best ones for you to actually interact with the most that you're currently interacting with. So we have a ranking of how you're currently interacting with groups and then another ranking of how you should be interacting with those groups to really beat the odds we've predicted. The uh, second Mm -hmm. part of that page is an actual adaptive text report. So based on the algorithm and based on all the questions you've answered, we can try to provide uh, feedback on you know, what you can do to improve your uh, romantic odds, but also, and I think, you know, one of the most important things, uh, just as you've been saying throughout, and, and I think it's so universal in anyone giving dating advice, which is, you know, how do you know yourself better with respect to your peers, uh, partners, uh, family, friends, whatnot, to just live a happier life? Because when you can do that, you're going to notice your romantic life is going to change as well. And, um, you know, I can think of examples, for instance, um, so, you know, I, I'm not a single mother, uh, but, you know, I do know several and, you know, I've done my reading. So I can imagine what sort of advice based on all the algorithm and based on knowing that you're a single mother, you know, how you can approach dating, uh, you know, in, in a sort of several sense and sort of way to help, you know, reinforce that you have like this great worth, you have this sort of power and you shouldn't lose sight of that. Um, mm-hmm. Or alternatively for people like me who are grad students who, you know, maybe in a very stressful time of their life, you know, they may put too much weight into relationships um, and have expectations that may not be um, really good for a long-term relationship. And to maybe give a word of warning and how 
people approach relationships and how much um, they may lose sight of their self-worth by putting themselves too much into a relationship. Um, so various things like this that are, you know, if you can imagine all the complexities that come with any person's life, um, whether it's in their job, their personal life, how they go out, um, you know, if they're an ethnic minority, if they're LGBT, um, we try to come up, based on the questions in the algorithm, a, a few words of affirmation or advice and how to beat the odds and live a happier life. But mm. at the same time, you know, it's that's pretty challenging to reach out with, you know, just a few words and sentences. And I think there really absolutely is a role for, you know, the one-on-one. Um, and more than anything else, I just want this to be food for thought and, and a way to get started on a path to a happier life and better romances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is pretty hard to change your life, you know, based on a few sentences. But you do have to have the follow-through and the accountability and and put new things into practice. And I would say that so much of what I do as a coach is help people shift their mindsets um, because a lot have given up hope um, that they will find love. A lot of people just don't really believe in online dating, which is one of the best ways to meet somebody, especially if you're over 40, which is my age demographic. And if you come in with a lousy attitude um, or with a really negative attitude, it's going to be broadcast in your dating life. You know, you're going to look pissed off when you're on a date, and that's not going to bode well in your dating life. So it really is about shifting how you think because it does, imprint in your behavior over time. <clears throat> so right. I, and that's, go ahead. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, someone reading a report is going to go out and, you know, change their life and, you know, feel absolutely certain about, you know, any bit of advice. But again, this is like looking into a mirror. It's to give you just a better image of yourself. And, and you know, if anyone wants to beat their predicted odds, um, you know, they're really going to have to do that follow through. And mm-hmm. you know, that's, I think, beyond really the scope of what we can provide. But, you know, there's people like you absolutely who can, you know, when people have maybe this sort of, you know, realization that, oh, yeah, maybe I am approaching things in a different way, or maybe my life priorities aren't really um, the way that I have them structured right now isn't going to make me what's happy, most happiest romantically. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that's where people like you would absolutely come in. Um, this is sort of the yes. kickoff, and you guys, I imagine, would handle the rest. No, it's a it's a really good thing for people to have more information about themselves and to be able to kind of circumvent what could happen unless they change certain things about their lives. I think that can be very sobering for people. It's like you continue on this path and this could happen, or you could take the fork in the road and... Um, you know, and change the outcome of, of your love life, that's pretty empowering. And something that's, you know, one of the interesting outcomes I've noticed so far in the past few weeks, um, you know, when people do a lot of online tests, uh, they'll get the sort of very flowery response that's, you know, maybe overly optimistic. Uh, and, you know, what we do, you know, it's very matter of fact. It's the same for every, it's the same algorithm for everyone. And it, no, we don't really try to um, make it the results seem better than they are. Uh, and you know, as someone who's running a website, you can see how people get to your website and who's talking about it elsewhere online. So I've seen various people on forums 
talking about it, um, sort of support groups for people who aren't doing well romantically. And, you know, people see their uh, odds that aren't very good because maybe they're not going out uh, with their friends and maybe they aren't as social as they should be. And what I've been very surprised by and very thankful for is that people actually appreciate uh, the sort of the honesty of these results. And it actually is sobering. Um, And I think just by doing something that is more honest, uh, people get a lot more value out of it rather than something that's overly optimistic because it really validates that people may be having negative experiences, but it's for these specific reasons. And it gives them an idea that, you know, maybe, you know, I, you know, there is a reason I am feeling sad. Maybe there's a reason I am not in a relationship. And this sort of impartial arbiter, this algorithm is also then telling you this is how to beat uh, the blues that I'm in. Hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I could see where that would be helpful. You know, you people um, people don't do it, – it doesn't benefit people to, to BS them, <laughs> um, you know, and to just to placate people or to tell them something that's not true. But if you say to them, this is the truth, this is how we see it, and here's what you can do, it's it's different to just say, man, you're doomed – um, but if you're actually giving them suggestions as to how they can improve, then that's fabulous. Yeah, and, you know, at that point, it's sort of, you know, up to the individual. Because, again, like, we have this sort of big cautionary statement that, you know, we could say that your odds of finding love are 100% in the next year even. Um, now, you know, okay, so what? We've predicted that. But if you're still not emotionally open to, what do those odds actually mean? Um, you know, you could be the most social person. You could, you know, be like a total playboy or, you know, um, great with men or whatever. But at the same time, if you don't really know how to interact with people and if you don't know how to be honest with yourself, those numbers aren't going to mean anything. And I would mm-hmm. say, you know, going back to the what's really difficult about asking all these questions is that, you know, ignoring, you know, this is, you know, still in beta. We're going to be improving the accuracy as we get more results and we do more studies. You know, one of the most challenging things is that when people answer questions, you know, they might be honest with me or with the app, but are they actually being honest with themselves? And that Mm -hmm. level of, you know, self-insight is so crucial to the algorithm actually being accurate. And it's just one of these challenges of psychology and social science that, you know, how much do people really know what they want? Um, And it's just one of the difficulties that we faced. And I think it also goes back to, you know, um, accuracy, but also how happy people are going to be. And it's really knowing yourself is one of the most important places to begin. Absolutely. Agree with you 100%. And I think the more you know about yourself and the more you accept responsibility for the outcome of your life, the better your life is. And the better your love life, the better your work life, the better everything is. And unfortunately, a lot of people have trouble looking closely at the truth. Um, but this is, it's really fascinating. Um, so good luck with the app, and I, I really hope that it takes off. And um, thank you for being on the show today. If you can uh, let people know how they can find the app and how they can find get in touch with you if they want, just uh, give them some information on that. Absolutely. So uh, if you go to www.nanaya.co, and that's spelled N A N A. Y-A dot C-O, not com. 
Uh, there's a big pink button that says click here to start. And uh, people can log in by Facebook. They can log in uh, by email. And also, uh, you know, personal privacy is important to me. So I made sure that people can log in totally anonymously as well. Uh, mm. Though if you log in with Facebook, you will be getting additional features. You can see how you compare and match with your friends um, romantically, socially, see how your different scores compare. So, you know, this is, you know, this is some serious stuff, but at the same time, you know, we're trying to make it fun as well. And you can do this on a phone or you can do this on a computer. Okay, cool. Uh, well, thanks again, Rashid, and best of luck to you. Thanks so much for having me, Sandy. My pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for listening in today, and I hope you go on your last first date very soon. Take care. Mm-hmm.